Has he been good? <laughs> oh, I know he's been good to me. He's good. He's still. bless his name. He is still good. Oh, bless his name. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad, glad that we are here, glad that God is still with us. And I'm a witness this morning, this evening, <laughs> that God is still good. He's still good. Good evening to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We greet you in the mighty and the matchless name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, who is the Christ, who is our reigning and coming king. And we thank God that you are with us on this evening. Well, let's see who is with us on this evening. I know you're already coming into the room. And so we thank God for Anita Shaw is here. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Shaw. Betty Palmer is with us on this evening. He's still good. Somebody ought to say it. He's still good. Faith Foster, amen. I see Alton Clark is saying he's still good. Good to see you, Peggy Howard. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Howard, is in the house. David Stevenson is in the house. HBCUs matter. That's right. I, I, I'm glad you saw that. Amen. Good to see you, brother. Brother, uh, Sister Rob, Sister Hobson, Pat Hobson is with us this evening. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Hobson, as well. Amen. Linda Stewart is with us. I'm sorry. I'm a little, I'm looking at several things here. I need to just focus on one thing. Amen. Let me just focus on you right now. Uh, Cass Blunt Ross is with us. Amen. Good to see you. God bless you, Sister Ross. Amen. Janice Rankin Mitchell. God bless you. Good to see you, Sister Mitchell, in the house with us on this evening. Linda Wilson is with us on this evening. God bless you. Good to see you this evening as well. Shelba Moore is with us. Good evening to you, my sister. Uh, Robbie Buckhalter Singleton. God bless you. Good to see you. God bless you. Welcome. Welcome to Bible study. Barbara Hurd is in the house. God bless you. Welcome. Listen, go ahead and share this with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are watching uh, our Bible study, our Wednesday night Bible study, and how thankful, how grateful we are uh, that you are sharing uh, this time with us. Uh, we count it a joy and a privilege that we can come and gather uh, together by way of technology. Uh, nothing beats, nothing beats seeing you in person. Uh, but we're certainly glad that we're able to connect in this manner and in this way as well. Listen, there's so much, so much happening at Cade, and we are doing so many things here. And thanks be to God that um, the Lord is blessing us to be able to continue in ministry, uh, continue with our mission, uh, continue to really just be the hands and feet of Christ in some wonderful ways. And so we thank God that you are a partnering with us in making sure that uh, ministry continues to go forward and that the word of God continues to spread. Listen, I pray that you uh, are connected by way of the text service and that you are getting your text updates and alerts. Uh, usually every Wednesday, 
Uh, you should be getting a text alert and an update uh, to go and see what's happening uh, here at Cade uh, for the weekly announcements, the Wednesday announcements, and hopefully uh, you are getting those. If you're not, let me just give you a, a, a taste of some of the things that are going on uh, here at Cade, and we're thankful uh, that we are continuing uh, in something that, that's very unique uh, here in, 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 in the Cade family. We call it the Her Prom Closet. Um, and what this is, is this is an opportunity uh, for us to be able to bless uh, young ladies in the city of Jackson and the metro surrounding areas. Uh, we partner with a great organization, Couture Cares in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, we've been doing this now for the last uh, four, three or four years now. Uh, and they come down and do an outstanding job of of, of getting these uh, prom dresses, gently used prom dresses from uh, from all around the Southeast, honestly, um, and bringing them to our location and blessing uh, young girls uh, who, who, who may not otherwise have an opportunity to get uh, prom dresses and get some really nice things and accessories, uh, shoes and purses and, and jewelry. And they come in and I'm telling you, they, I mean, they just do a fantastic job. They have the um, the the makeup artists to come in and do their faces and and give them tips on on how to wear their hair and I mean it's it is a beautiful event uh, and so we want you how how can you help you can help us uh, if you got uh, a gently used prom dress now listen I'm not talking about a prom dress from 1978 don't bring that one amen but if if you have a high school senior who just graduated maybe last year or year before last and and her prom dress is hanging in that closet, um, the first thing we want you to do is donate that prom dress. Amen. Donate that prom dress. If it's within the last two, three years, gently used and and uh, something that that is still in style. Now, don't again, don't don't bring anything that's amen. That was in style when you were. Uh, in high school. Don't bring that dress. Don't bring that dress, but bring the dress um, that was in style uh, last year or year before last. Bring that dress. Uh, we want you to bring that for this uh, this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Uh, we want you to donate that dress. And listen, uh, those, those young ladies from Couture Cares, they're going to put it to good use. Uh, if, 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 Young ladies in our area don't take it. They go to multiple areas. They have one in Memphis. They have one here in Jackson. I, I think they've also expanded to Chicago. Um, I think they did one in Birmingham recently. So uh, listen, uh, we want you to be a blessing uh, to, to young ladies uh, for their prom this year. You can do that by helping, uh, by donating a dress uh, that perhaps your high school senior uh, wore recently. Uh, uh, go ahead and, and bring that dress to K Chapel this Saturday, uh, February 5th from 10 to 2 p.m. And then and then at the end of this month, February 26th, is actually the time when we will be um, uh, having the, the drive or not the drive, the giveaway uh, where the young ladies will come uh, from all over the Jackson area, Jackson Metro area and and be dressed i mean go in i mean listen we outfit they come in and they outfit the gym it doesn't look like the gym when they're finished with it it looks like a red carpet event um and so it what a what a tremendous blessing it is and listen if you want to bless a young lady uh this prom season i i i i promise you uh if you've got a prom dress uh, that that will be a blessing to them and you will see a smile on their faces unlike any other. Uh, so help us do that. Her Prom Closet, again, uh, February 5th is the get, is the uh, drive donation and then February 26th uh, is the giveaway itself. And then, listen, uh, uh, also we, we have been inviting ministry leaders to uh, reimagine with us what ministry looks like. Uh, and, and I'm thankful that our Sunday school, uh, has, has really, uh, taken the first step, uh, in, in reimagining Sunday school, how it looks, uh, what platforms we use, how we engage our members. They're beginning that work right now. Uh, and so I'm thankful for the leadership 
our superintendent and all of the assistant superintendents, the staff uh, who are working with um, uh, Dr. Green to uh, really advance uh, how we deliver uh, Christian education through Sunday school. Uh, and so the Sunday school uh, is going to be having uh, what they call an I can do that chat. I can do that chat. Now, if you want to know what that is, I want you to go. Actually, when you finish, uh, when we finish here, you can go to YouTube, go to K Chapel um, Sunday School, and you will see this same graphic. I can do that chat uh, somewhere in that in in YouTube's uh, feed for K Chapel, uh, and play that video because they can explain it way better than I. But uh, basically, what they're saying is, listen, whatever your talent is, there's a way that it's going to be used and utilized in Sunday school, everything from uh, chefs and decorators and videographers and, and, and social media influencers and, and speakers, spoken word artists, visual artists, uh, whatever your gift is, um, listen, it's going to be used in our Sunday school. And so um, go and, and check that out and then be a part of the I Can Do That chat as we reimagine how we deliver Sunday school uh, to you. Uh, we want to be engaging. We want to be uh, <coughs> we want to be um, um, relevant and 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 make sure that the message of God is going forth in a way that that it really meets our needs, that it really speaks to who we are and where we are and and how we receive information. So I can do that chat February 15th uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, you can log on and the Zoom information is right there. Uh, be a part of that chat. We want you to uh, be a part of Sunday school. Amen. And then let me also bring attention to something that we've been doing here for a long time. This is our 11th year, I understand. The 11th year of the Walton uh, Elementary Book Drive. Uh, you can be a blessing to children in our community, particularly uh, those students at Walton Elementary. You know, we are the adopter uh, of Walton Elementary School. They have a new principal over there, and we had an opportunity to go over at the beginning of the year uh, and pray for him, pray with him. And and I took some, I took a team of of of, of persons uh, with me, and we walked the halls of Walton Elementary School. We anointed uh, those halls with oil. I just had a great time of of praying for success for uh, the new administration, but also uh, for all of the teachers and staff and the students. Uh, but here is another way that we have been a blessing over the years by donating um, uh, some books from the summer reading list uh, to every student. Every student at the end of the year uh, walks away with at least two books uh, from their summer school uh, summer school reading list. Uh, you can be a blessing uh, by donating $8 to help purchase uh, a book for a student. And uh, again, we, we do a fantastic the uh, ministry. Uh, it's headed up by Sister Marie Divinity and all who become a part of that. Uh, too many names to mention right now. Uh, but I thank you for your service. Uh, and listen, if you want to be a blessing in that way, go to the K Chapel app. There should You should see a way to give there on the K Chapel app. It should say something about the Walton uh, Book Supply Drive. Um, you, you, you give and, and, uh, <laughs> I see it. Thank you. Yeah. You give and, uh, we, you will be a blessing to a, a, a Walton elementary school student. And we thank God for use of divinity and for all of the work that your team is doing, uh, to make sure that our young people, uh, stay engaged over the summer, uh, and that they don't, uh, lose all that they have learned, but rather that they retain it through reading. Amen. And then lastly, lastly, you probably saw the Black History Challenge. Now, let me be upfront. I don't know what this is. <laughs> Can I just be honest? I don't know what they're going to do, but I know it's going to be something fun. Uh, when I looked at it and it said, submit your photos and submit your videos. Uh, let me just say, I don't. I don't. They're, they're cooking something up. The media team is cooking something up. So uh, listen, go ahead and, and do that. Submit your photos and videos of your family, I believe it is, for this week. 
uh, submitting photos and videos of your family, the generations uh, of your families, and, and make sure that you say who it is in your photo and in your video, and they're going to do something. I know it's going to it's gonna be fun. I know what it is. Week one activity, yeah, there it is. Submit a photo or a short video of your family generation. So go, uh, to, go to the K Chapel app or go to the, um, uh, the, the website uh, there. And uh, Travoris, if you don't mind, if you can put that in, in the chat somewhere as well, that, that link uh, in the chat so, that, so they'll have it handy as well. Uh, submit those photos and those videos. And I know they're gonna do something fun for us on Sunday. Amen, amen. You know what, speaking of Sunday, Speaking of Sunday, speaking of Sunday, uh, I'm going to get to the lesson, y'all. Y'all hang on. Y'all hang on. I'm going to get to the lesson. Uh, but speaking of Sunday, you know, we had, we had, we had um, uh, an incident on yesterday uh, that has been circulating, honestly, across the U.S. Um, these bomb threats um, against, leveled against HBCUs. Uh, and of course, we thank God that uh, that nothing became of it. Uh, we thank God that the FBI apparently is uh, have some some persons of interest at this point. Um, it looks like uh, it, race was a factor uh, in what was being uh, what was being done. And so, but we're thankful that that um, that that all of this so far uh, has has proven um, not to to inflict harm, physical harm upon. Uh, any persons at any HBCUs. We thank God for that. Keep praying for our HBCUs. Um, keep praying for our, our presidents and our, our students, uh, faculty and staff, and our parents who send these students uh, to, to HBCUs. You know, I, 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 um, I, I, want, I, wanna, I wanna particularly lift up our HBCUs uh, on Sunday. Uh, and so we we certainly um, I know you're going to be with us uh, in person on Sunday. Um, you you know what? Uh, first Sunday, uh, why don't why don't why don't why don't why don't you come in your HBCU wear? Uh, let's support our HBCUs. You wear your school. If you went to an HBCU, uh, or if you wanted to go to an HBCU, or if you're sending someone you love to an HBCU, or if you support an HBCU in any kind of way. Uh, wear, wear your HBCU paraphernalia on Sunday. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make a stand and make a statement on Sunday. All right. Uh, so wear your, wear your HBCU uh, uh, paraphernalia. Uh, your, 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 your hats, your caps, your, your, your shirts. Uh, we're gonna say something on Sunday uh, in support of our HBCUs and and um, and make a statement as well. All right. God bless you. God keep you. Is our prayer well? Let's get into the word. How about that? <laughs> How about that? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for this day and for this time together. We thank you, Lord, for the truth of your word. And now uh, for the study of your word, we pray, oh God, that you open our eyes and our, and our uh, minds and our imaginations uh, to what your word has to say to us. Thank you, God, that you never change. Your word remains the same, that we can depend on it in and through all things. We pray it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. Listen, so yesterday we began, we began the first day of our 28 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. 28 days. I pray that you are walking along with us in our devotional, our 28-day devotional. Uh, you hopefully have gotten it uh, by way of, of the text uh, service. If you have not, certainly you can join us uh, on our Facebook page each day on Facebook. Um, the link for the um, uh, the devotional is there. Uh, I believe also at this point, uh, hard copies have been produced. So if you're in need of a hard copy, you can stop by the church uh, and and receive that as well. But let me just ask you, how's your fast going? <laughs> how is your fast going? How, how this is day two of the fast. Uh, and we did not, we did not um, put any um, uh, any hard restrictions on you in terms of what you must do. What we did was we provided options. 
we gave a list of options in your fasting manual, fasting guide of different ways you can participate in the, in the fast, uh, different acts of self-denial that you can, um, you can engage in. Uh, there's the Daniel fast. There's a complete fast. Uh, what we wanted to do was uh, give options so that wherever you are on your continuum, you could participate. Here's what I know. Some people are actually doing this. Each week, they're doing a different fast. So each week, maybe stepping it up, maybe beginning with um, something, uh, you know, something that is manageable. Uh, and then week two, uh, taking more out and taking more out. And each, each week, uh, the, the fast becomes uh, more stringent, uh, uh, more challenging each week. Listen. <laughs> I see someone said they messed up already on their fast. That's all right. Listen, I'm praying for you. Listen, you you stay stay the course. Stay the course. And that, listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, the fast should be, as I said Sunday, it should be a challenge. If the fast is too easy, then you're it, it's it's you should feel the flesh craving for what it wants, okay? So if you don't feel that, then it's too easy. You need to step it up, okay? Um, and so, and so, right now, I'll share with you. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, not doing any meats right now um, on the vegetables and and the fruits. Um, no sweeteners, no. Um, no sugars, no no desserts, um, no breads, none, none of those things. Um, that that's my fast. Okay, that's my fast. Now I don't know what your fast is, but make sure that you're feeling it. Okay, make sure that you're feeling it. Here's what, but here's what I want to suggest to you. We call it 28 days of prayer and fasting for a reason, because the two go together. Prayer and fasting go together. And the Bible gives us many examples, many instructions for prayer and fasting linking up. And 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 what I what I want to suggest to you is that if you're fasting and you're not praying, then you're really just on a diet. Yeah, somebody ought to tweet that. Fasting without prayer is just a diet. <laughs> yeah, you or 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 a hunger strike maybe. <laughs> it, it's it's when you bring prayer and fasting together that you are implementing a spiritual discipline that Jesus Himself teaches. Praying and fasting, okay? Prayer and fasting, praying and fasting is a spiritual combination that Jesus commends as a power for moving what we call the stubborn. You ever had anything stubborn in your life that just wouldn't move? I'm not talking about people now. I'm talking about issues or things or situations. Praying and fasting is what Jesus commends for the stubborn, stubborn situations, stubborn conditions, stubborn issues that will not move. And I'm, I'm going to show it to you. Go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 through 21. Matthew 17, 14 through 21. It says this, And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed. And oft times he falleth into the fire and oft time into the water. And I brought him into thy I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. 
Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil. He parted out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So 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 Jesus, Jesus heals this boy whom the disciples were unsuccessful at healing. The disciples come to him and ask, why couldn't they do it, right? Jesus says two issues. One is your faith, but two, you haven't been fasting and praying. First issue is your faith. He says, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you would be able to do this. So the first thing he points to is a lack of faith. But the second thing he points to is a lack of prayer and fasting. He says, he says if you have faith, you could do this. He says, but, I, but, I, but I'll be honest with you. He says, this kind. So it suggests to me, the, the way this reads is, even if you have faith, with your faith, you need to add prayer and fasting. He says, because this kind, this kind of demon, he says, you could have, you could have, you could have, um, you know, healed some folk with with the faith that you had. You could have you could have touched some people with the faith you have, and they would have been fine. You could have prayed some prayers with the faith you have. And that that thing would have been answered. He says, but this demon that you just came upon, this devil, this this situation is stubborn. And this stubborn situation is not going to move until you pray and fast. And so I want to suggest to you that when you look at your life, you can look and see that there are some stubborn spaces, some stubborn situations that just have not moved, some things that just won't change, some issues that just, maybe that's what Jesus would call a this kind. This kind goeth not but by prayer and fasting. And there, there are some this kinds in our lives that we must activate this spiritual duo of prayer and fasting. And so that's what we're doing. These 28 days, we are praying and fasting. Now, let, let, me, let me share with you just a few, um, few thoughts about fasting because because we pray a lot. What we don't do a lot of in, 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 in a lot of circles, Baptist circles and, and, and otherwise, I'm not just gonna call, I'm not gonna call denominations out, but I'll just stick with us because that's who we are. Um, so, something's gotta be going on for, for Baptist folk to fast. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's you know, it, it's one of those disciplines that we don't practice regularly. Can we just be honest on that? Fasting is not something that we regularly do. But it is something that Jesus suggests should be a regular part of how we develop spiritually. Remember when Jesus... Um, teaches on prayer, he says, and when you pray, don't pray as the hypocrites. 
But he also goes on, he says, and when you fast, right? It's, it's the suggestion that we should be doing both. He doesn't say, and if you pray, or and if you fast, he says, when you pray. Jesus is assuming that as, 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 as followers of his, that we would be praying and that we would be fasting. Do, do you see that? And when you pray, and when you fast, Jesus, it is the assumption that as Christ followers, we would be doing both. Are you hearing me? So, so throughout the Bible, Old and New Testament, we have, we have teaching uh, uh, passages that show us the power and the purpose of prayer and fasting. First one I want to lift up to you is found in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah chapter one, Nehemiah chapter one. And you know what happens in Nehemiah, this Old Testament book. In the book of Nehemiah, um, uh, Nehemiah is called, really, he, he has an unction to go back to Jerusalem and to see the condition of the walls. And that's what the, that's what these verses are about that you're seeing now. Uh, it says, and I, I asked them concerning the Jews who had escaped and survived the captivity about Jerusalem, right? He, he has an unction, he, even, though, even though he is not there, he's a part, remember Nehemiah is a part of, 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 of the uh, Babylonian exile. Uh, so, so he's not there. They, they have been, they have been exiled out of Jerusalem. Um, he has become a cupbearer for the king, um, and so Nehemiah is is actually, even though he's not in his homeland, uh, you might say he he's done well. Uh, you, you know how it is when 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 somebody from 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 the hometown leaves the hometown and 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 makes it big uh, wherever they go. He he has done well. Um, uh, outside of Jerusalem, but home is home. I wish I had a witness here. You know, even, you know, if, if it's in you, it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, there's a part of you that longs for and wants to know how, how, how are things at home? And that's how Nehemiah is. He wants to know how are things at home? And he inquires and he asks, uh, what are the, what's, what's the condition? And, and so he gets the report. He gets the report uh, that, uh, in fact, they said it, it verse in verse uh, three, I believe, says they said unto me, the remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress, in great distress and in great reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates are burned with fire. Nehemiah says, when I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. Watch this. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. When did he start fasting and praying? When he got this bad news about the condition of his homeland. I want to suggest to us, watch this, y'all. I want to suggest to us that if there's ever a time that we should be fasting and praying, it ought to be right now. When we look around and consider the condition of our homeland, of, of, our, of our city, the, the city that we love, right? Of Jackson, right? We should be fasting. We should be praying. When we consider the homicide rate, we should be fasting. We should be praying. When we consider the infrastructure woes, we should be fasting and praying. When we consider, when we consider when we consider the challenges before 
our local administration and our state administration, we should be fasting and praying. If ever there was a time for the people of God to fast and pray, I mean, if we don't do it now, I mean, couple everything that I just said with the fact that we're in a global pandemic. So if we don't fast and pray now, when do we? This is the moment. This is the moment when the people of God do that which the word of God teaches and that Jesus Christ himself commands. Prayer and fasting. And when you read the rest of Nehemiah, you go on and read, um, um, when you read past verse four, you then begin to read his prayer and what he's saying to the Lord, right? And and how how he's crying out to God. He's praying and fasting. And as he fasts, watch this, y'all. As he fasts, he prays. He doesn't just, watch this, he doesn't just abstain from food, right? But he prays to God while abstaining from food. That's why I said to you, if you're just fasting and not praying, you're on a diet. You've got to pray while fasting. And when Nehemiah prays and fasts, when you look at the next chapter, chapter two, what happens is he goes before the king. The king inquires about why he's sad. And Nehemiah says, uh, listen, my people are suffering. And I want to go back and bless and be a blessing and build up the walls of Jerusalem. And the king has favor upon him. I want to suggest to you, watch this, y'all. Listen, please understand, this is not a king who loves Nehemiah's God. This is a king of a pagan land. But when Nehemiah prays and fasts, this pagan king shows favor to Nehemiah. I'm, 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 a, I'm about to preach in a minute. When Nehemiah fasts and prays, this pagan king shows favor to Nehemiah so that he goes and does the very thing that he wants. Listen, listen. Fasting and praying will unlock some things. Fasting and praying will move some stubborn hearts. Fasting and praying will cause folk who don't even know the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm going to preach in a minute. Fasting and praying will, will cause folk who don't even love the Lord to do stuff for the Lord's people that they didn't even plan on doing. Are you hearing me? This pagan king says to Nehemiah, go, go and do what's on your heart to do. Because Nehemiah prayed and fasted. And while he was fasting, he was praying. I, I Again, I want to suggest to you, a prayer and fasting is for the stubborn stuff. And if you got some stubborn stuff in your life, I believe that God gives to us this these spiritual disciplines for us to practice that we might see stubborn things move. Joel, the book of Joel, chapter 1, verse 14. Joel, chapter 1, verse 14 says, Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly, summon the elders and all who live in the land to the house of the Lord your God and cry out to the Lord. Look at that. He said, listen, declare a fast. In other words, 
listen. Call the church together and say we're going on a fast. That's what we're doing these 28 days. We have declared a holy fast. You're a part of it now. You are a part of a holy fast that has been declared for the people of God. What I'm saying to you is you are a part of something that's bigger than just you. This is a holy fast that is called for the people of God at Cave Chapel. You are a part of something that's bigger than just you. Declare a holy fast. Call a sacred assembly. Summon the elders and watch this and then and cry out to the Lord. Don't just fast. Cry out to the Lord as you fast. Pray while you fast. Because if you fasting and not praying, I wish somebody would finish it for me. Pray while fasting. Okay? Let me give you some New Testament. Because I know somebody will say, Reverend, that's all Old Testament. Let me give you some New Testament. Give you some New Testament. In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 14. Acts chapter 14, verse 23. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. You see, prayer and fasting is a New Testament. It, it, this, isn't, this isn't just old. This isn't, this isn't the law. This is what's done in the New Testament, in the church age. This is after Jesus has died and been resurrected. Paul and Barnabas, as they are appointing elders for the church, they do so with prayer and with fasting. In other words, watch this. They don't just do church work without inviting the God of the church to direct it, to empower it, to lead it. And they do so by prayer and fasting. They say, watch this, they understand that the work to which they have been called is a holy work. I need to talk to some ministry leaders tonight. The work to which you have been called is a holy work. The work to which you have been called is a holy work. Wherever you've been called in the church to serve, that's holy service unto the Lord. And because of that, you treat it as such. Because of that, you don't do it in and of your own strength. Fasting and praying is not something that the pastor does because he's the preacher. Deacons fast and pray. Mothers fast and pray. Trustees fast and pray. Sunday school teachers fast and pray. Ushers fast and pray. Choir members, praise team members, musicians fast and pray. Media team members fast and pray. Those who clean the church fast and pray. Why? Because this is a holy service. And as such, we ask God, we should ask God to strengthen us, empower us, direct us to do this in a way that he's glorified and his kingdom is advanced. Paul and Barnabas appoint these elders 
but they do so only after having prayed and fasted. As we, as we have come into this second month of 2022, let us be mindful of the need for consecration. Consecration simply means set aside. If, 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 if we are consecrated, we are set aside. In other words, it's, it's no longer common, but it's holy. My brothers and sisters, we have been called into a holy assembly for holy work. And as such, in this consecrated space, for consecrated purpose, we pray and we fast for the anointing of God to do his will, to do his work. This is not something we do by ourselves. I know we're smart. I know we're educated. I know God has given us gifts, skills, talents, and abilities. And thank God for that. But don't you step out there in your flesh. Don't you step out there by yourself, pray and fast, whatever your role is in ministry, whatever your work is in ministry, pray and fast that God would empower you for that work. Are you hearing me? I need some ministry leaders to chat in and say, Pastor, I'm, I'm going to pray and fast. I need some ministry leaders in this chat line. I need to see some ministry leaders saying, I'm praying and fasting. I'm praying and I'm fasting. Amen. Ministry leaders, I'm looking for you. I'm praying and I'm fasting. All right. Lastly, lastly, let me um let me let me my God bless you. I'm I see ministry leaders. I see you. Come on, ministry leaders. I'm praying and I'm fast. Let me let me let me end on this. Let me end on this. Bless you, Sister Johnson. Bless you, Sister Johnson. Bless you, Sister Green. Bless you, Francis Mack. God bless you. Terry Gray, bless you. God bless you. Shirley Owens, bless you. Yeah, bless you. Thank you. Ministry leaders, let me hear from you. I'm praying and I'm fasting. Sister Clark, God bless you. I'm praying and I'm fasting. Yeah, we can't do this by ourselves. You cannot do this by yourself. You cannot do this by yourself. Linda Butler, praying, I'm fasting. God bless you. I see you. All right. Let me let me end on this note. Let me end on this note. I talked to you about um, this 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 fast being designed in such a way that it gives you options, right? And that 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 as we have called for a holy fast, that we've done we've done intentionally, we've done so in such a way that people can enter into a fast in different points, right? Because we're all in different places and spaces. Just make sure that what you're doing is for real, all right? Make sure what you're doing is for real, that it's a for real fast, all right? Now, the last point I want to make is this. Make sure also, though, that the fast you choose is also the fast that God has chosen. Make sure that the fast you choose is the fast that God has chosen. Yeah, I'm going to end on this. Make sure that the fast you choose is the fast God has chosen. Book of Isaiah, 
Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6. Look at this. God himself goes on record about the kind of fast that is pleasing to him. And, and here, here's the thing, here's the thing about the fast that is pleasing to the Lord. Because remember, God is not just looking at what you're not eating. God is not looking at what's not in your stomach. God is looking at what's in your heart. God is not looking just at what you're not putting in your stomach. God is looking at what is in your heart. And because it's a heart issue, God goes on record in saying, there's a certain fast that I myself have chosen. Look at it. Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? God says, listen, let me be real clear with you. He says, the fast that I've chosen is a fast that not only has spiritual implications for you, but watch this, y'all. It, it has social implications for your environment. I'm, I'm finna shut this down in a minute. God says, listen, the end and the outcome of a fast should have impact, not just in your personal life, but in your social surroundings. My God tonight. In other words, don't be so selfish with your fast that all you're thinking about is what I want God to give me. What I want God to do for me. How I want God to bless me. Now, God says, listen, I need you to make this about more than you. God says, the fast that I've chosen is one that's going to impact your family, your household, your neighborhood, your community, your city, your state, your nation. Justice will roll like a mighty stream when we practice the fast that God has chosen. When we practice the fast that God has chosen, righteousness will flow as a might. When we practice the fast that God has chosen, chains will be broken. The oppressed will be free. When we practice the fast that God has chosen, it will be more than about what's happening with us but it will impact what's happening around us. I'm through y'all, but my soul is happy right there because the fast that God has chosen is a fast that changes conditions for countries. It's a fast that turns neighborhoods around. It's a fast that transforms in prison minds. It's a fast that rehabilitates prisoners. It's a fast. It's a fast that makes, makes economic justice a reality. It's a fast. I'm through. That's the fast that God has shown. Now, I don't know what fast you're going to choose, but the fast that God has chosen is one that's going to bless more than just you. All right, I'm done. I'm done. But we have called this holy assembly called K Chapel 
to a holy fast. We will pray, pray and we will fast together and we will cry out and call on the name of the Lord. And I'm praying that as you bring prayer and fasting together, that God will move the stubborn thing that has not moved in your life, that that will be moved, but that God would also move those stubborn systems that have caused persons and people and communities and generations of people to be bound. Let's get it done, y'all. Let's get it done. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your fast. I'm praying for those of you who have already stumbled a little bit. That's all right. Get up again. Don't, don't, don't let the devil defeat you. It's just day two. It's just day two. Amen. You can start right now. Start it over right now. Let's get it right. Let's get it right. You go to the fasting guidelines, look at it, pray about it, and then you ask God to give you the strength to complete your fast. And if you want to do like some others, like I said, some others are stepping it up each week. Each week uh, gets a little bit more difficult. Each week a little more difficult. It's a step-up fast. You do that which you know the Spirit of the Lord has directed you to do. All right? Amen. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Listen, keep uh, Sister Luster in your prayers. Um, I don't have that. Inf uh, I had it. Um, oh, gosh. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, Sister Luster's mother passed, and I want you to be praying for her. Let's see. Here we go. Yes, uh, family hour is Saturday, February 5th. Um, that's going to be in Greenwood, Mississippi. Also, the funeral is going to be Sunday, February 6th at 11 a.m. at the LaFleur County Civic Center in Greenwood, Mississippi also. So do keep the uh, Luster family, Sister Luster, uh, in your prayers. Uh, she lost her mother on last week. Uh, certainly keep them in your prayers. Amen. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord that you are the God who knows and sees our hearts. And even when we fail according to our flesh, you know our hearts. And so, Lord, we pray now that you would give strength to those who, who have been weak already with the fast that they have entered into. We pray, God, that you would right now Give them strength to live up to the promise that they make to you. And as they fast, God, we ask that they are reminded to pray. Pray for strength. Pray for guidance. Pray for encouragement. Lord, this holy fast, we pray that it is acceptable to you. But we also pray that it would be the fast that you have chosen for us. That in the end, you might be glorified. Oh God, these next 26 of these 28 days, we pray that our eyes would be open, that our ears would be sharpened, that our spirits would be made even more sensitive to the promptings of your Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us in your will and in your way. We ask it in Jesus' name. For his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. Go in peace. <laughs>